0: Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmeticscom thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics C-A-U-S E M E-T-I-C-S dot thrive for 20% off your first order.
1: that's hypothetical, hyperthetical,
2: H Y P
0: E R T H E T
1: I C A L. Hello! You are listening to Muses and Stuff. This is the podcast that's all about the dolls. They were the groupies, the wives, the girlfriends, and the muses who played such a huge role in rock and roll history by simply being themselves. They're smart, sweet, sexy, brave, and powerful. They went after what and who they wanted, and they made no apologies. Welcome, my friends. Glad to have you. And with me today is my friend, Lynx O'Leary. Always so happy to be discussing these women with you. Oh, yeah, baby. And today we have a bit of a different episode. Um, We are going to let you know of a bunch of groupie films and groupie related movies that you can watch, do some homework, yeah,
3: discover yourself. Entertain yourselves. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. And have some fun. Cause that's what's that's what it's all about. Yes. So there's a couple good films that star women who have been discussed in your podcast already um so we're gonna
1: break it down into a few different categories for you yes and when links came up with this idea i was like that's a brilliant idea i'd love to do this and i w- and she's like do you have any that you'd like to add to the list and i was like totally i've i've already made the list yeah. i've already made my list just yeah for wait. no reason at all except <laughs> of just like one day i made a list but uh, I've got about a million journals and diaries and mm-hmm. I know which one it's in and I couldn't find it. So I'm just going to be adding a few to yeah. Lynx's list as we And we, we can go always
3: do like a part two of this. I'm sure even I can think of more to add eventually. But for right. now, I don't want to overload everyone. Let's put what we got here and start on that before we begin a whole second list. Sounds good. So the first one Was a groupie documentary that was made in the sixties. Miss P has a small part in it. Um, Some other women, not too many like big famous ones, but it's an interesting look back. Of course, the clothing and like the women, and it's it's cute. Um, That's on YouTube, and there's also another Miss P one.
1: Yeah, so actually Miss P um it's a vh1 also found on uh youtube so if you just type in vh1 groupies it's miss pamela so pamela debar after she released her book let's spend the night together Mm -hmm. which has been an excellent resource for me i've taken it and i've used it as information as research for the podcast because every uh, um every chapter in her book is a different groupie a different muse Mm -hmm. um and she goes and she visits them and she interviews them and whatnot, so it's almost like a little bit of a supplementary mm-hmm. thing afterwards. And I watched it again over the Christmas break, and it was just so fantastic. But talking about the groupie doc in the '60s is interesting because back then these women were actually getting some spotlights themselves mm-hmm. for being groupies. And they were in magazines. Yeah, like Rolling they were Stone. in Rolling Stone yeah. magazine. They were in and so, um I'm trying to think which one of the groupies it was that saw oh, Bibi Buell had said she had seen these women in the magazines and went like, like who are these women? Yeah. Yeah. And so they were exposed to them through that. So the VH one documentary is is pretty great because uh, Pamela goes and visits Teresa Tana, mm-hmm. who is the woman who taught Elvis Presley how to kiss, how to dance, how to she make was love. I got to
3: see her live. She was amazing. Are you friggin' <laughs> kidding me? I got to ask her a question. Yeah. Every single time Link and I have a conversation,
1: <laughs> she tells me a story or she tells me something that completely blows my friggin' mind like she she links was amazing you are a groupie a modern muse through <laughs> and through and a part of me wishes that i could just reveal all of all of your stories and secrets on here because but you know what you know what babies you're just going to have to wait until she's ready but trust me you will not be
3: disappointed when that day happens and speaking of tura um her she was an actress One of her best films is called Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Mm. Uh, It is the best Russ Meyer film ever. Every line is like a double entendre. She kicks major ass in it. Uh, Highly recommend seeing that. It's a great like cult film, like a B movie from that era. I can only hope that... Uh,
1: I will have a cult following some, uh, someday. Yeah. I just, you know, like <laughs> I just want to appeal to a certain breed of music nerd, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's that's my hopes. So, Pamela, another one uh, in this. We'll kind of, I think, probably we'll have to get through them like not rushing but you know fairly yeah. fairly quickly is uh a couple of the interviews that i love that she does is of course with Tura, and Tura shows pamela the ring that elvis gave oh. her uh, when he proposed and i a lot haven't of, seen this a yet. lot of people like don't believe that but you know what it's like you like what you said to me earlier like well maybe people wouldn't believe it it's like well you know what it happened and, uh. Uh, and we're a lot of things as, as groupies and muses, but you know what we're not liars, liars. Yeah. So,
3: and all you have to do is look at Priscilla Presley at the time and see that Elvis tried to transform her into Tura. Like her entire look is Priscilla when they married.
1: And then she talks to Lori Lightning, who Uh, was the nymphette who was stolen, who was essentially kidnapped by Jimmy Page. Yeah. Um, But she was okay with it. Uh, And she, uh, for the first time, for the first time that she had sex was with David Bowie and the way that he went about it was so amazing. And she'll tell the story herself. I won't even get into it now. It's a great story time. And then she interviews Catherine James, who I just fell in love with her. Just listening to her speak. Oh my goodness. So yeah. And because it was sort of Pamela was at the, the heart of it. Like it, she controlled that documentary highly recommend. And then there's uh, the interview that she does. With Sweet Connie and just Pamela's reactions to some of the things that Sweet Connie says is just
3: priceless. I can only and imagine. Yeah, I need to check this out. I yeah. remember when it came out, you couldn't find it in Canada for a long time. So it's good to know it's on YouTube now. I'm yep. going to go do that when I get home. Uh, obviously, Elvira, she's done a bunch of films. It's I shouldn't have to tell anyone about this so Elvira is
1: Cassandra Peterson yes and um heavily influenced by Elvis he gave her a lot of pieces of useful advice that she Mm -hmm. took and essentially
3: you know created this amazing character yeah yeah check out her films they're so much fun um for Marianne Faithful and Anita Pallenberg, uh, Girl on a Motorcycle is like quintessential Marianne in the 60s. It's also like very cult 60s film. Alan Delon is in it. They're both so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and for Anita, I would suggest Performance, which we talk about in her podcast. And Barbarella, it's fun seeing her play a villain. Yeah. Uh,
1: I would add to that list A Hard Day's Night, Mm -hmm. which is uh, the movie that Patty Boyd
3: met George Harrison. I think it was their first, the Beatles' first film as well. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. So
1: she didn't have much information about it because she was just doing uh, just commercials a model. and you know modeling at the time. But essentially, it was here is your costume, dress up as a schoolgirl. Yeah, she was so adorable. Go on the train, and um, sure enough, when the doors open, in in came the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And she said she was attracted to George right away, and mm-hmm. he is my favorite. I feel like you beetle. can you can
3: see it in the film too. You can see like a little flirty. Flirtation going on there. Oh, the chemistry. And it's so, like I've seen,
1: um, if you just type up Patty Boyd and George Harrison in YouTube too, there's uh, these kind of interviews with them when they are engaged or just first married, or maybe first married, and it's in black and white, and she's just, you know, sitting there just looking at him lovingly, but it's almost so innocent. Oh, yeah. Like the way, like they were so young and... This was so new to them and, you know, fame was a completely different thing than it was now. And it was actually like it was it was a bit weird to see, you know, how the people wanted them to show off the relationship. It was
3: weird to like do a press conference like you just got married and you have to like.
1: But also kind of
3: sweet. Yeah. She's just so beautiful. Oh, yeah. She was adorable. Absolutely. Uh, Innocent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, The second category um our biopics, if you will, uh movies about groupies um or muses. Uh the first one, uh Sid and Nancy, obviously Nancy Spongeon. Um that's on YouTube. Uh mm. it's a good film. The only issue I ever had with it is that the woman who plays Nancy plays her too well where she gets really annoying. Like her voice is very grating, but yeah. that's what Nancy was. So you can't, you can't, uh, give her like a bad review for playing her perfectly. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Uh, as I a, seen the it. film itself, it's good. Gary Oldman plays Sid and he's just such a phenomenal actor. So I highly recommend that one. Um, a movie stoned that's also on youtube i haven't seen this one uh but it follows the life of brian jones so obviously anita is going to be in there maybe marianne i'm not sure but i don't want to say anything about the quality of that film mm-hmm. um there's the doors that one i have seen yes pamela corson haven't discussed her yet No, nope. in the future um, she definitely had an influence on
1: Jim Morrison. Who's the sexy guy that plays Jim Morrison in that movie? Val Kilmer. Oh, that's right.
3: <laughs> he was, he was, he did a good job. Yeah. Like, yeah, he does. And I think, I think he sings in it as well. And he does like a good job at that. Oliver Stone directed it, I believe. So he was, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, that's a good one to check out.
1: I would say for me, um, I really like the movie Control, um, which is about Joy Division and Anton Corbin, who was joy divisions photographer a lot of those classic black and white shots of Mm -hmm. joy division were done by anton corbin and so the movie controls in black and white Mm -hmm. and sort of he shot it in the same way that he directed shot the film he directed it amazing yeah it's beautifully shot it's a gorgeous a lot of music like the score is beautiful Mm -hmm. a lot of Bowie in there plus all of the actors are phenomenal they're beautiful I watched it over and over and over again when I was in university Mm -hmm. and in a way I'd say like it sort of influenced or even fueled the relationship that I was having with somebody at the time and it almost made me feel like what I was doing with this like musician at this one time was okay because it was all a matter of uh, I don't even, that wasn't even a fully formed (laughs) thought. But I was drawing a lot of parallels to myself, which probably in hindsight, you know, that movie and and that, and Ian Curtis's life doesn't end well. Neither did the relationship that Mm -mm. I was in at that time. (laughs) Um, What a strange coincidence. What a strange coincidence. (laughs) But uh, it's a really fascinating look at um Ian Curtis's home life, his mm-hmm. family life, how he started, uh growing up, like what what was what it was like growing up in Macclesfield and getting married so young yeah. uh to Debbie Curtis and then starting the relationship and the affair with nick Yeah. That's and right. how yeah, just the um the co- the the complicated nature of both of those relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, Debbie Curtis actually has a book um, called Touching from a Distance and it's very good.
3: I gotta read that one. Yeah. I haven't read that one yet. Um, we haven't discussed Edie Sedgwick yet nope. as well. Um, there is a movie, Factory Girl. It's very loosely, like take this one with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot about Edie. Facts... They didn't seem to care about facts while making this film, so don't believe everything you're seeing. But for the essence of Edie, it's um, it's a good film to see and just uh, to get an idea of the factory life, like the Warhol scene and the people in that world. Um, and if you're if that movie interests you, I highly suggest uh, reading the book Edie: American Girl because that will give you the true story of Edie, but yeah the film is all right it's just not very factual um my favorite on this part of the list is velvet goldmine never heard of it oh oh dear Mm, oh dear. i we this is one we gotta watch together okay it's one of my favorite movies um uh, it's sort of a musical it's Oh, uh, after reading Angie Bowie's book, which thank you, you lent to me, um, they definitely use that as a template. It's about Bowie. It's about Iggy Pop. It's about the glam rock scene. uh, It was about androgyny and all that whole thing. Um, Apparently, when they were were beginning to film it, um, Iggy Pop signed off There's actual music from the Stooges in it. And apparently David Bowie was all for it, but read the script. I think because there's some sexual going-ons in it um, involving the the Bowie character and the Iggy character. And something made him decide to pull out. So there's no actual music from Bowie. There was supposed to be, but maybe because also they definitely did take from angie bowie's book maybe something like he decided not to endorse the movie so they created a new character but it's very obviously bowie um and it goes through like the ziggy stardust era and stuff they just called something different but the music's great um they replace the bowie stuff with like new york dolls and brian eno and Uh, other bands from that glam rock era and there's definitely like angie bowie in it not called angie bowie um tony collette's that character cool um the iggy character is played by ewan mcgregor that's an interesting he is so good in it he's so good and the bowie character is jonathan reese meyer why do i know that name um He's in a lot. He actually played Elvis as well. Now I think about it in a mini series. Okay. Yeah. Um, the cinematography, the costumes, like the whole look of the film, they really captured London glam rock. It's just sounds s- great. Okay. Gorgeous. I mean. It's gorgeous. And Todd Haynes directed it. He also did. I'm not there. Mm. The Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. So it, the, he really loves like music and that subject matter, and yeah, this is like the unofficial Bowie, Iggy, uh, world. You'll recognize a lot of people. It's it's fabulous. It's Very so good. I'm cool. excited to watch that with you. Okay,
1: amazing. I'm gonna add uh, love and mercy to this uh, yeah, to yeah. this yeah. list. So this is the movie about do you know Brian who? Wilson. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. John C- Cusack plays yeah. the older Brian Wilson. And I forget the Paul name. Paul Dano. Of- Paul Dano plays the young Brian Wilson. He's and it's so, so good. Great. Yeah. And then Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Damn you, dude. <laughs> uh, plays uh, Brian Wilson's love interest who essentially seems like she saves him from the evil Mm -hmm. Paul Giamatti what's his face Mm -hmm. that was controlling him and drugging him and all of these kinds of things and it's just a beautiful movie with great music and I saw it once in theaters and then I saw it again and everybody in that movie just plays excellent uh, uh
3: Paul Dano playing the young Brian is just so good in it I love Paul Dano he's wonderful yeah. Um, so the next part of the list is just movies about groupies in general, groupie characters. Um, obviously, everyone knows Almost Famous. That's sort of the top groupie film, I guess. For sure, which I love. And I think yes. um,
1: it's it's funny because I, I've gone through phases where – I saw it and I went, yes, this is amazing because I was essentially kind of living in, in like that. In, Absolutely. In that way yeah. and just a very. Identifying um, with. Carefree. Yeah. Ad- identifying with, with these kinds of things. And then there was a couple of years where I just couldn't. I couldn't watch it because. Oh, yeah. Me
3: too. Absolutely. Too close to home.
1: Yeah, and then it, there came a time too where I was just so depressed that I didn't believe that there was any new music happening. Um, okay, so okay, I have to back. I have to back up a little bit because when I f- when I first saw it, I liked it, but I didn't think too much of it. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of – it kind of went on the shelf because when it came out, I was pretty young and I wasn't even – I think I wasn't even out of high school yet. So, no, yeah, I wasn't living it yet. Oh, yeah, I absolutely wasn't living it yet yeah. because I graduated high school in 2006. So, I saw it and was like, okay, whatever. And then when I was in university – um, I watched it again and then I identified with it and then I couldn't watch it for a while mm. because I got depressed that this like, you know, that, that music in the seventies, it's never going to happen again. That Mm. whole, that whole thing, it's just not going to happen again. And it's true, but I needed to just like, work through it (laughs) and accept that, you know, and as much as like, sure, we've got bands that, you know, dress the part and look the part these days. It's just that magic is not the same. It's It's true. It's just not. It's true. So I had to put it down for a little while and I was focusing on a different kind of studies for a while where Mm. I couldn't be, like living that lifestyle and and doing those things really i mean i, I was to an extent because mm-hmm. it's who you are and mm-hmm. you don't like we you've said before like we we didn't have a choice mm-hmm. it's like a uh being a groupie is more of it's just it's it's who you are as opposed to like you're a groupie for this band like, yeah oh i'm such yeah. a groupie for this and such this and and yeah you just you are or you aren't yep. and uh so i had to take a break from the movie for a while and then i got to come back to it and say like no okay i'm like um yeah and then yeah i don't... and then having and then having the relationship with uh pamela debar who yeah. was the main influence uh like Absolutely. kate hudson had pictures of her yeah. in her dressing room um but the only thing that you know, Pamela had said about the movie was "Band Aid" is a movie term mm-hmm. because then people started. Even the girls' movie went, "Ugh, ugh we're I'm not, not groupies. groupies." Yeah. Whereas, you know what? It, back then, they would have been.
3: Yeah, we're groupies. Yeah, yeah we are groupies. Yeah.
1: Um, and then uh, another thing Pamela said is she would have never tried to offer herself for
3: absolutely because of them um, because of so a not a lot of people know this. I don't know if you know this or not, but Ooh, hit me. There is a director's cut of Almost Famous called Untitled. I love it. Yes, I cannot even watch the theatrical anymore. I can only watch. Okay, so I don't know if you know this, (laughs) but
1: the Untitled is pretty much almost everything they filmed. Yes, absolutely. So it's two
3: hours and forty minutes long. So Cameron
1: Crowe said that everything that pretty much that they like that that was it. it. That's all they. There is no more footage. And
3: anyone who hasn't seen it. They cut out so much of Penny Lane that when I watch the theatrical now, I'm like, I, I feel like they cut out the true essence of her and like you only see half of everything. You don't, you're not getting the full picture with her. And it's it's just such a better film in my opinion. They cut out the scene where
1: before they put the coat over the door in the ice room. uh, Russell's putting ice cubes in the cup, and he's naming everything that makes her so special. special. And
3: like that, that is why she goes back with him. That's you know, and they also cut out a huge scene before she finds out that they um, traded her off her birthday party. Yeah, and they sing this big song for her and there's this poem and it's beautiful. And, and of course that adds to her heartbreak. Like one moment it's there's there's this love there. And then the next she well, finds out too. something like, like you get involved
1: with the other members of the bands. Like no. I, I know that I've, I've, not only have I been in, you know, relationships with these guys and bands, but then their bandmates come to like love mm-hmm. you and adore you. And yes. then you have this. And then when you say goodbye to that one, then it's kind of like, well, do I have to say goodbye to
3: everybody? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, yeah, if you've seen the film and you love it, especially if you love the character Penny Lane, I highly suggest go out, find the untitled director's cut. It's called Untitled. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's my favorite. Um, so I have three films that are sort of like level one groupie, as you talked about with Andrea, I believe, where um you're not w- with the band, you're you're a f- super fan, maybe. Yep. Um, there's Bye Bye Birdie that was made in the '60s. Um, that's sort of a take on Elvis and his stardom and how all the women used to swoon over him and. Uh, it's about this character that goes to like a small town and there's a contest to like win a date with him and all the girls go nuts and, and Margaret's in it who had a thing with Elvis. Oh, interesting. Um, which is funny cause it's based on Elvis mm-hmm. sort of. Um, so yeah, that's sort of like level one. There's not like a relationship thing going on, but it's a cute, uh, lighthearted musical. Um, There's also a cult film called Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains, and that's about a girl band that gets big really quickly and they have like tons of followers who all dress the same and follow them everywhere and Oh,
1: uh, it kinda reminds me what does what's the movie with Kristen Stewart and Dakota Fanning? The runaways. The runaways. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. That was a good one. Oh yeah, that's good. I love that movie, yeah. I love the runaways. They're the best. Um so yeah, that one's an interesting, like, just about fandom and how we uh just idolize these people and doesn't mean we want to sleep with them always it's just something about their music or whatever and the third one is such a fun film uh it was made in 1978 it's called I want to hold your hand it's a Beatles movie it's about these um I think it's like four girls from Jersey who go to New York for the taping of the Ed Sullivan show when the Beatles first came to uh, the States. And it's just them going on a wild adventure. Each one of them has like their own New York City adventure trying to get a ticket to see the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and all the wacky things that happen. Like one of them somehow ends up like in the Beatles hotel room and is like, you know, Uh touching their uh, guitars and like, their combs and, you know, going nuts and it's just like a wild ride. It's a lot of fun. And the great thing about that one is they actually got the rights to all the Beatles songs. Mm. So it's like you hear all of the Beatles and you don't find that anymore. You can't find movies nowadays where it's original Beatles. It they'll they'll be covers of Beatles songs and films, but not the right. original. Right. So,
1: like Across the Universe, mm-hmm. for example, is mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most beautiful. Beautiful. The yeah. music is incredible. The acting is incredible. Mm-hmm. The messages that they have in there yeah. are are insane. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, I cool. want to
3: hold your hand, like super fan Beetle. Uh. And they really created that like super fandom. Well, other than Elvis, Elvis probably did.
1: What about, I want to talk about this one.
3: Okay. So first, first, (laughs) um, there's this movie called girl. It's actually like a teen, uh, groupie film. Uh, it was made in the nineties. It's, it's on YouTube by the way. Um, it's not the greatest, but I actually recently rewatched it. I loved it when I was a teenager. I rewatched it and I was actually surprised at how they tackle the subject of Groupie and the whole film sort of uh is is the character um analyzing what it is to be a groupie, uh what it is about her that's drawing her to this uh rock star and her feelings toward that and others you know judging her but her like you know it's like a, a journey for her and I thought it was like it was actually pretty well done like they don't they do analyze it pretty well and um, another fun thing about it is it's very 90s the hair the costumes and all the actors are recognizable people uh, Dominique Swain plays the lead uh, Tara reads in it she plays cool. like a punk rock star she's actually like really fun in it and uh Portia de Rossi's in it and Sean Patrick Flannery and Selma Blair and like like they're all people that you remember from back then and uh yeah it was it was interesting um it was nice to see a film uh especially a teen film tackle the subject with a positive message Mm -hmm. um and there's also it was it was from a book called Girl by Blake Nelson, which I've read as well, and that was a good one. So that was a teen version. And then there's uh, the senior version, the Banger Sisters, <laughs> yeah.
1: with uh, Goldie Hawn and Susan Sarandon. Uh, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. And I know that Pamela actually went to the premiere of this mm-hmm. of this movie. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, Goldie is Kate Hudson's mom. So right, both so groupies. they play um, the sort of has been groupie. Um, the Goldie Hawn character is. St- still living the, the life, the rock and roll lifestyle yeah. but then the Susan Sarandon character has you know curbed her straight ways out, and she's it. gone straight edge and she has a family and yada yada and then um you know the the goldie character comes in and kind of shakes things up mm-hmm. and Susan Sarandon gets back to her groupy roots her wild ways her wild ways and gets connected to
3: who she truly is yeah That one's fun. So yeah, there's like the teen version and girl and then the older version with the Banger sisters. I feel like they're a good pairing.
1: Yeah. It's funny to see, you know, that like going back to that VH1 documentary where Pamela, you know, jumps in and interviews these women who were groupies in the 60s and 70s and some like a couple in the maybe like early 80s yeah. she doesn't go too much beyond that and just seeing where they are now how they've kind of developed what paths they were on and you know some of them have gone on to do um things that have really grown their own identity <laughs> Uh, and you can see that there are some who that is who they are and they are very closely like they, they identify with
3: who they were then. And yeah, and that's the rock and roll path was always meant for them. That was the journey that they took and others kind of veered off from it, but still have that heart there, but Mm sort of grew, grew past it maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, another fun cult one, uh, Rock and Roll High School, which is, um, about a character named Riff Randall and her favorite band is the Ramones and she sets out to see them and, um, bring them to her high school. Um, it's really silly, really fun. The Ramones are in it. They really cannot act. It's kind of fun watching them, uh. Uh yeah, it's really silly. But P.J. Souls, who plays Riv Randall, is just so delightful and uh, just tons of fun. It's a really fun, fun cult film, especially if you love like punk rock and that scene. Uh, that's a fun one. I totally forgot that Cynthia
1: Plastercaster has a movie. Oh yeah, a documentary, um, right? Yeah, it's a documentary that I mentioned in my um. Cynthia Plastercaster Uh uh, episode, but essentially, I think it's just called uh, Plastercaster. Cool. Yep. Um, Okay. Uh, One of my favorite movies of all time is Laurel Canyon. Mm -hmm. And it's starring Christian Bale and Kate Beckinsale and Frances McDormand. And so Frances McDormand plays the mother and she is a producer up in Laurel Canyon. And Christian Bale is doing his doctor, like he's in school to be a doctor and he comes to do his like internship or whatever it's called um, and Kate Beckinsale's like writing her dissertation but they're super, super, super straight edge and he – resents his mother for the rock and roll upbringing that she had put him through mm-hmm. but she's super cool and like there's this beautiful scene where it shows like in her living room there's like pictures of her that you could you know obviously are superimposed but it's like her and Neil Young mm-hmm. and her and Joni Mitchell and her in the During studio her, with Wild Days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she's still producing and she's got this young English band in at the moment and and uh, it just so happens she was supposed to be out of the house at the time uh, when they were supposed to be staying there, but something happened with the next boyfriend of her, and so they all end up having to leave mm-hmm. in this house, and it, and it's showing Kate Beckinsale's almost development into a groupie, a groupie. and and um, she gives ca- feedback about what the band's working on, and then Christian the Christian Christian Bale's character is. Getting angry at his mother for converting <laughs> his yeah. his girlfriend to um, this life, this life, yeah. but he's studying like psychology and uh and ah, things like that so he's trying to analyze his I mother see, on this I sort see. of level and it's just it's the the sco- the soundtrack is amazing awesome uh the visuals of los angeles and laurel canyon oh, yeah. are beautiful and of course Frances mcdormand is is cool. a genius got, she i'm is, gonna check this one uh, so if if you don't know she's the one that plays she's the mother and almost famous as well yeah she is she's um, fantastic yeah so williams good. mom well cool.
3: Um, for eighties metal, there's obviously <laughs> Rockstar. Yeah, not the greatest. A film. movie
1: that my younger brother like loved because he was a, he's a big Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark fan, <laughs> and our dog is actually named after Izzy. So that movie's funny and it kind of relates to like groupie culture because he goes into. He goes into being a virtually unknown to being in one of the biggest rock groups of the metal. time metal 80s mm, not even like it was hair metal, hair ba- right yeah so uh so and then dealing with the sort of temptations that come from and that lifestyle Jennifer Aniston yeah is she's the girlfriend, girlfriend yeah. and then you see all the, the people the hangers on and yeah it's I mean it doesn't uh, it's it's cheesy yeah it's absolutely um, absolutely but it's a, it's kind of a joke. Yeah. But then again, if you the want, music like, is funny and... and Mark Wahlberg is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Um one of my favorite uh scenes all, of all time in a movie is in Boogie Nights where Mal- Mark Wahlberg tries to take his career into singing. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> you got the touch. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You got the power. <laughs> oh god, yeah. <laughs> so good <laughs> Oh I met him once Oh my god <laughs> What when Um I met him in New York at a party Um he was very short Mark Wahlberg Yeah, yeah he's okay. like my height Cool He was nice he yeah. introduced himself he said "Hi I'm I'm Mark." So I thought that was nice that like he doesn't assume everyone just Knows who he is or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he was he was lovely. Sweet. Yeah. He was with his wife. So no, no stories. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just that you met him? You, yeah. You touched his hand. Yes, indeed. Um, there's obviously Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. One of the most hilarious parody rock and roll films ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of play up that whole idea of like yoko and breaking up the band and so i mean not the greatest look on the groupie thing but it's just so hilarious that like you gotta watch it if you haven't seen it oh it's so good yeah their
1: girlfriend then when she becomes the manager and she's getting them all dressed up and
3: and she has cowboy outfits and her
1: and the looks that she goes through she goes through a couple of different
3: looks so and you can see it rub off on her boyfriend in the band yeah Wearing like the same like hair uh, ties around his head and yeah yeah they uh yeah, and even until we liked liked it like yeah
1: I, like the movie Spinal Tap was so good that even uh the musicians of the time and yeah you can't not like and, that film it's and, and, so hilarious and they were yeah. like mm, yeah and yeah they us. make fun
3: of like every aspect not just like the groupy aspect or the. The meddling girlfriend or whatever. Harry Shearer is. Oh, so
1: funny. The unsung hero <laughs> of that movie. Yeah,
3: that one's a great one.
1: Um, and then the decline of Western civilization, which it's funny because I have an episode of the podcast where I just put the movie on mm-hmm. and I recorded my commentary throughout the whole thing. Oh, wow. Um, which in a way is insane like a, a part of me goes why would anybody ever want to listen to that but I was like well maybe somebody you know is at home on a Saturday night and join they want yeah they want some company they want to watch a movie well they can put on that movie they can play my podcast in one ear, and they can kind of go through it with me mm-hmm. um I don't know if anybody's actually done that or if, uh but
3: I yeah it's they're interesting documentaries. Uh,
1: yeah. They're very
3: like a reflection of that time.
1: Yeah. Well, I think
3: one of the things
1: that was the most shocking was the scene where uh, Paul Stanley is in the bed with three women and mm-hmm. they're absolute props. Oh,
3: yeah. Uh, and a woman directed those. Yeah. Yeah. So it's also interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Did we? Oh,
1: I had thought about one and then forgot and then thought about it again and then forgot so if we do a part two i can we'll uh, have to do a part two sometime yeah there's so many more yeah. yeah do you have um a favorite movie where it's the actual artist themselves that's being interviewed and talking about their own career like a documentary yeah um With, like, clips from... So, like, mine, for example, is Running Down a Dream. It's Tom Petty's, and then it's him talking about how he started in Gainesville, Florida, and what happened, and then um, there's interviews from Dave Grohl Mm -hmm. and George Harrison and Jeff Lynn, and it's something that I just watch over and over and over again. Um,
3: I like Dylan's Don't Look Back, which is not... I mean... He that's just a documentary like of him at that time. It's not a reflection of, but that's probably uh, like my favorite rock doc, if you will. Great. And uh, the, the latest one on uh, Kurt Cobain. Was <gasps> I haven't seen it yet. Montage of heck. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh When
1: Control was released, the Anton Corbin film that I was speaking about, there was also like you could get in a DVD set Mm -hmm. uh, an um, documentary about About Joy Division, and that was uh, very that was very good. I think I think I've got it up
3: on that shelf there. We'll have to do another podcast with like rock docs, yeah, like on the bands themselves and not just soundtracks. Focus on the yeah. (sighs) Oh, baby. Lots to think of here. This this episode went a lot longer than I expected it to. Yeah,
1: I thought we were just going to be like a 20 breeze, minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes through these. This is a this is a full-on um, episode, but yeah. that's that's fantastic. Thank you so much
3: for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. I hope uh, people go out there and check out these films. Yeah, and um, and let us know what you think.
1: Yes, please do. Yeah. Give us some give us some feedback. Did we miss anything? Yeah, what do are you your favorite What are your favorites? Uh, we'd love we'd love to hear from you. And um again, thank you for listening. You can find links on Goodreads. She's got some amazing book reviews. She's smart, beautiful sexy and she's she's a groupie and she says it loud and proud just proud of it just like me yes proud of it so thank you for listening you can find me on Facebook Muses and Stuff and you can find me on Instagram Muses and Stuff
0: podcast
1: um and that's all I have to say happy watching happy watching take care see you next time bye 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 (laughs)
2: wait the excitement doesn't end there as we bid farewell to season one we are thrilled to announce the launch of season two get ready for more gripping narratives more unforgettable characters and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat we have some big surprises coming the force will definitely be with you so stay tuned stay engaged and most importantly stay excited from all of us at the table read podcast thank you and let's make season two even more memorable together